When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know I often speak about how women must do habits differently, and one of the biggest reasons why is simply biology. In other words, hormones. Our hormones are a real factor to how we feel physically, mentally, and emotionally, and they constantly change day to day and year to year as we age. My friends warned me that the hormone roller coaster gets harder as we get older, and they were right. From worse PMS to more aggravating period symptoms to all the things that come with perimenopause and menopause. If you're wanting help with that hormone roller coaster, I want you to check out today's sponsor, Happy Mammoth, and their supplement, Hormone Harmony, a bottle of which is sold every 24 seconds with over 17,000 reviews. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. And here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like the chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible perimenopause and menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, and so much more. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of those things. If you want to feel more like yourself, make sure you go to Happy Mammoth and find Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code PROGRESS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PROGRESS for 15% off today. Hi, I'm Monica Packer, and welcome to About Progress, where we're about progress made practical. Have you ever experienced a time where you finally spoke up and it really did not go well? I think with the political landscape we've all been trudging through the past few years, we each have at least one experience where we've finally shared what we think with someone we really love, but we left that conversation feeling like it most certainly could have gone better. If you tack on that experience to maybe even a lifetime of finding it easier to stay quiet than speaking up, I know this coaching call will be something you relate with. I am coaching Candace, a progressor from our community who would like to speak up more often with those she cares about, from better requiring her kids to do more around the house to sharing her viewpoints on some touchy topics with the people she cares the most about. Her main reason is that she wants to be true to her values, but just as importantly, she wants to be more fully known by those she loves. Fear holds Candace back from speaking up, as does a most recent interaction she had with a friend. It was one of those rare times where she did finally share her mind, but she found that she offended him instead of connecting with him. So Candace and I go deep on what fears are at play and why, what she can do about them, and how she can better gauge where, when, and how to speak up when it matters the most. 
To be honest, this is something I'm good at in some areas of my life, but most definitely not in others. So I'm pretty transparent with Candace that this coaching call is not about me being an expert on the topic, but more about me simply coaching her through where she's at and helping her better arrive to a place where she feels more in alignment as she does the messy work of speaking up with more courage, curiosity, and self-compassion. Candace gave me permission to share more about her after we recorded. So let me tell you that she has already been on the show in the past years ago, alongside her business partner and aunt Becky. They have been teaching and creating fun and simple mindfulness curriculum for almost a decade at Mindful Art Co. And they recently became a nonprofit. Right now they have some amazing free resources for teachers or anyone who wants to teach or learn more mindfulness at mindfulart.co slash for teachers. They also host the podcast Common Kindness. Our coaching call will be right up after a quick break. Isn't it the best when a simple piece of advice can change so much? You know this podcast is all about progress made practical, and guess what? We are celebrating our seventh anniversary coming up in November. To honor both this anniversary and the do something focus this podcast has inspired, we want you to host your own Tricks and Treats Night. I shared a short episode on this, go back to episode 524, but here's a nutshell on how this works. You invite a few friends to your home for some treats, and while you eat them, have each guest share a simple trick that has made a big difference in their life, from parenting to marriage, from personal development to cleaning. It's all about doable, practical ways we found ourselves making more progress. To make this gathering easier for you, you can get a ready for you, but still customizable invitation, an email and text template that you can send to your friends, and even an outline to follow the night of. You can find those free resources at aboutprogress.com slash tricks and treats. You can host this gathering anytime, but to get in on the collective fund, we suggest hosting sometime in October, hence the fun name. And when you do, don't forget to contact me through email or Instagram to share about your favorite tricks from the night. I'm so glad to be celebrating this anniversary in a unique way, community-wide. Again, for all the support you need to host a Tricks and Treats gathering, go to aboutprogress.com slash tricks and treats. Candice, thank you for doing this coaching call with me. Yes, I'm excited to be here and very scared, but I'm honored that I get this opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> you're nervous sighted is what um, our podcast manager's daughter describes it as, nervous sighted. That's good. Um, it is good, isn't it? How about yeah. you start with a little introduction? Tell us about you. I'm Candace, and I live in Salt Lake City, and I live with my family, my husband, my four kids, and my dog, and we have a lot of fun together, and that's basically my main life. I just love, love spending time with them. And I love hearing that. I know <laughs> you're here today for, I mean, we could go a whole lot of directions because we also know each other as, as online buddies. Have we ever met in real life? I think just one time, right? Maybe once. Okay. Yes, because I came to one of your workshops. Yeah, I was going to say, I know I've given you a hug. Yes, yes, I remember this. Okay. So with that in mind, like we do have a little bit of that connection here. So I, Absolutely. I could talk to you for hours, but let's talk about what you are here specifically for to be coached on today. Yes. So I would really like some help on, um, I don't know if it's maybe needing the courage, but I would like to be able to speak up. 
in in many different scenarios. But I feel like once I know what my needs are or once I have an opinion on something, um, I would like to be able to share that. And I think I get scared or if I try um, and I get shut down, then I don't want to try again. Um, so I hope that I'm not the only person that feels this way, um, but I, I would really like to just be able to speak up more. And that seems so silly coming from a 38, I just had a birthday, 38 year old woman. Yeah. Right. But mm -hmm. I, I would love your help. And I feel like you have, you might have something that I could get started on this journey of trying to speak up when I have something to say. I'm smiling. And by the way, the yeah was for your birthday, not because you're struggling with this. Um, <laughs> just so people know. Uh, just so you know, I struggle with this too. So this won't come from a place of me being like, I'm an expert. So let me tell you how it's done. But it <laughs> is like a we can still coach on this, get to the roots of why this matters to you. That's what this kind of coaching calls for to help you start to work on this in ways that feel in more alignment. Give me a little yeah. bit more information first. When you were talking about how you want to speak up more, what kind of scenarios are you thinking about? Is this online? Is this in church? Is this at home? Yeah, we had kind of gone through a few things that I needed help with. And the way that I narrowed it down is that I think that speaking up helps cover all of these things. So mm -hmm. I would like help speaking up, like setting boundaries. Okay. I would like help speaking up when I know that the house needs to be cleaned and I want my kids to clean it. Right. Yeah. Um, I would like help speaking up when, when I hear something that I don't agree with, right. Whether that's at church or with friends or on the playground. Um, as my kids get older, my oldest is 11 and my youngest is four and a half. But as they're getting older, I'm realizing they're really paying attention. And many times they're now the ones speaking up before I do. Right. Got it. So I, I guess for multiple reasons, I want to speak up for myself, but also to be an example. Mm -hmm. So does that give enough specific examples for you of maybe where I need help speaking up? Yeah, it tells me more. It's less about you trying to like run for mayor and have a campaign. It's more about these kind of real moments in your life, in-person real moments with people that you, you know and you care about. These aren't anonymous strangers online. These are people you know and love. Right. Okay. So with that... I would love to hear more of a scenario where this is either coming up often or in a way that always makes you feel a little bit like Ugh, afterward because you didn't speak up in ways you wish you had. I actually was brave and I spoke up about something. I was at dinner with some really good friends. We were just having a friendly conversation and I spoke up and I offended one of my good friends. Hmm. And I did not expect to offend him because we have very open conversations and I could tell that I struck a chord with him and and not in a good way. And so it left me feeling like like the one time I really got the courage to speak up, I ended up hurting somebody. Yeah. And um so if we're really going to dig to the root of why I don't speak up about something, yeah. This is the part where I cry. Um, I think it's because I don't want to hurt other people. And I think I've done it in the past. I think that I was born a bold person. And I still am. But I think I was a little bit mouthy as a kid. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think the root of why I don't speak up, it's because I'm worried I'm going to hurt somebody. Or I'm going to come across as mean or too direct or something mm -hmm. like that. But 
I still feel really strongly about these things. Even if it's as simple as like, we need a clean house, you guys like pick up. That's important, right? Or if it's about human rights, mm. that's yeah. also important to me, right? And so if I were trying to coach myself, that's what I would say is if we're really trying to get to the root, I think that's what it is, but you might find something different. I don't know. I have a few other thoughts and, I, and I'm curious if any of them connect, but I think you're right. That's a huge part of it is, is a fear, a fear mm-hmm. of hurting someone. But what's a fear underneath that fear? What would happen if you hurt somebody? Well, I guess the, the fear could be that I damaged the relationship. Mm-hmm. So just the backlash mm-hmm. of them being hurt, like what does that do to me? Yeah. But like if we're taking the example of my friend who I offended, for sure, I'm I'm much more worried about conserving the relationship. That that would be the scariness is like ha- not having them as good friends anymore would be the worst ever. Yeah, it seems like when you are voicing things, it's not just about opinions. It's not just voicing what you think. It's voicing who you are. Yes. What matters to you? You know, it's not like just sharing cheddar cheese is my favorite cheese. It's totally. like this is a really important thing that connects to my soul. Yes. And it's out, it's definitely tied to rejection, right? Because I can say, oh, I don't want the relationship to end or get worse. Well, that's rejection. I'm, I'm afraid that I'm going to be rejected or whatever idea I present or something that I say. And, and that not would go just, across the board. And right? not just for the idea and not just for the thing you say, but for who you are. Yes, totally. That to me is the bigger connection. So we've got a lot of fears here. Fears yeah. of, of relationships being damaged, fears of backlash. But ultimately, I believe it comes down to a fear of rejection of who you are. Mm-hmm. Has that happened to you? Is that part of what the history is too? When you're maybe bolder, when you were younger, I was a mouthy kid, just so you know, too. <laughs> uh, you know, did that um, come up at all? Or was it just like a silent message I, of... You know oh. what? I know. I mean, I had a really great second grade teacher who made me fill out a goal sheet every day on how well I could commiserate with people. So... okay. She she made me aware of other people's feelings and there was like an empathy thing on there too where it's just a question of I would do an action like take somebody's colored pencils and she would the the empathy question was how did the other person feel when you did that mm-hmm. um, or when you said that or you know so I do remember that from a young age I had teacher that recognized you need to have a little bit more empathy for these people and Help help people who are suffering, feeling bad, go and commiserate with them instead of make their situation worse. So I I I know that comes up, but I don't know that I I would have to do some really deep digging for rejection, right? Like I had a yeah. great family growing up, regular teasing and such, but rejection hasn't been an issue for me. And maybe that's why it's so hard now, right? Because I have learned a lot of other things 
along my way. But maybe rejection is just something I haven't had to face yet. And maybe it's because you've gotten good at reading the room and knowing when that could be the potential thing yeah. happening and you shirk from that. Totally. I, it's I a way to stay that. safe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's what I think. And, and normally it's not about like, what does Monica think? But I think we don't need to, by the end of this call, have you being on a megaphone wherever you go and shouting what you think is right. That's yeah. not the goal, I think, from this coaching call. I believe the goal is to give you more peace of mind around starting to share more about who you really are with people you care about. Yeah. And again, not with a megaphone, even in a small room or having to share it all or give it all away, but it's about building up that resilience and, and also skill set of being able to share who you are that in ways that might contradict with someone else's own vision of their self and how you can do that in a way where you feel you have a meeting of minds and you're seeing each other instead of a, we have to agree with each other in order to be seen. Yeah. I feel like I know how to do it. Like I know how to be like, okay, well, this really doesn't feel great, but I know it's right for me. So I'm going to do it right. Like I know that, but what I don't know is I don't know how to motivate myself to get through that hoop of uncomfortableness or backlash or rejection. Like, so it's more how it plays out. Yeah, like, especially because they are people I know. If I do want to speak up to people I know, I can guess the scenario already, right? I've been in these scenarios for a long time. So it's almost like I, I run through it in my head and the part where I would speak up or put myself open to rejection, I definitely would shy away from. So in a real life scenario, how do I like call upon the courage to do it? Because that's also really sad to be living a life um, where half the time maybe I'm not showing up as my real self. Like that seems sad for me and also sad for other people, right? I mean, like I'm, I'm a pretty cool person and it seems just sad for everybody. And I also, I mean, I would love to be the person that creates that space for somebody else to speak their mind. Right. Mm. Um, mm. I mean, that that would be awesome. And, and for, I don't really, I usually don't have a problem with other people speaking their minds. So what is it? Why, where, where can I find that motivation to try one time again? Cause I already tried yeah. last weekend and it was a bust or it wasn't depending on how I look at it, but still like, where do I get that? What What do you think I could do? So first, I think it's grounding yourself in some things you already said here about why this matters so deeply to you. Okay. Because I actually don't think you have to speak up all the time in order yeah. to be seen. I don't think you have to speak up in every scenario and with every person. There are people that, even if they love you, are not quite there yet. Yeah. And, and that can happen in, in other ways, like a, a long-term kind of picture, right? Like we're working yes. towards that with this person. Okay. But at the heart of it, it's, it's trusting in yourself and why this matters to you. Even if that's in the moment, like this topic matters to me so much that I'm willing to override my discomfort and my fear of rejection, even with this person who I know might not easily give me the space because the topic matters so deeply mm-hmm. to me and my core values. Mm -hmm. Or the reverse can be true. This person matters so deeply to me 
that I want them to know who I really am and what I really think. So I can override the discomfort of them Mm -hmm. maybe not agreeing with me because they matter so much to me. Right. Okay. The other thing that I was thinking as you were talking is that sometimes I, I don't do it because I'm afraid, but until I do it, I don't really even know how sold I am on the idea anyway. Like I tell myself over and over again, right? Like, yeah, it's really important to have a clean house. I really love having a clean house. But then the second that I make my kids clean the house, I'm like, wait, no, that's way more important to my husband. So I'm just going to let him do that next time. Right? So Um, it's still weirdly vulnerable because you're like, what if this isn't totally right right. for me? Yeah. And isn't there a power in like having an idea and then voicing it? Like Mm -hmm. then you really decide, oh, is that what I think? is right. Sometimes it comes out and you're like, yes, this sounds right. And other times it comes out and you're like, what was I thinking for the past 10 years? This isn't even me anymore. Right. And maybe I'm just out of practice in general. Maybe it's like COVID or right. Like maybe, or there's just so many touchy subjects these days. There are a lot. I'm just out of practice of speaking what I think. So then I'm worried, like, what if that's not what I really mean? And then I offended somebody for nothing. Sure. And here I am overthinking it, right? Clearly. Well, I do think there's a combo of for sure there's way more touchy topics. And maybe that's just how it goes as we get older. I mean, I'm sure our parents can like recount, well, this decade, you couldn't talk about this anymore. And then like five years Mm -hmm. later, it was this, you know, like I'm sure we just are accruing more of those touchy topics as we get older. But yeah, out of practice with COVID, I mean, you should have seen the first like year of conversations I attempted to have with people in my neighborhood where I was like, I can't even have a coherent sentence come out of my mouth. Um, right. Yes. But I think the heart of it is just this lack of confidence. Mm-hmm. Not lack of confidence in your ideas necessarily, although that can come up. But to me, that's more about the backlash part or like how it plays out. You just being like second guessing yourself, maybe not yeah. just the idea, but how you did it or how you said it. Or was that even, that was all for nothing. That, yeah, it's that just it's just so much easier to. I don't know, conform to everybody else. Yeah. And I think in some of these instances, it's just, it's a lot harder to find confidence in me yeah. than it's to sit quiet and feel like I'm not being myself. Much more coming up after the break. Do you feel too busy this fall to cook, but want to make sure you're eating well? With Factor, you can skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy and then get back to your regular life. You know that one of the big weird habits I've developed this year is prepping my lunches in advance because I found I, like today, was instead grabbing a protein bar that wasn't very filling or really energizing, to be honest. 
What I've been doing is been using these factor meals when I do not have time to meal prep. And what I love about them is that one, they are so unbelievably tasty. Like I'm not making that up. I really love their blackened tofu dish. I like the vegetarian dishes as well as their quinoa bowl that had sweet potatoes in it and a bunch of other really delicious veggies that no one else in my family loves. So they're all mine. And when I get these, not only do they come right to my door, I don't have to cook them. Oh, what a relief. You deserve to eat well too. So head to factormeals.com slash progress50 and use the code progress50 to get 50% off. That's code progress50 at factormeals.com slash progress50 to get 50% off. And also there's just weird performance anxiety too of like, speaking up, I have to be eloquent. I have to be sure in my ideas. I have to, not like you have to convince them because I don't think that's the type of conversation you're trying to have, but you want to at least have those coherent sentences that make you seem like you've thought about this deeply. And it's not just like a a repetition of someone you heard online and then you get a cue. So that, so like there's a performance anxiety piece. Right. Because I definitely wouldn't want it to be reactive in any way either. Okay. (laughs) Right. Like, especially if I'm if I'm hoping to say something that's going to change a situation, I'm hoping to say something that, you know, people will actually clean the house afterward or they might look at a subject a little bit differently. You know, after I say something, I feel like, yeah, it it has to make sense for sure. And also something I really actually believe in and I can explain it in the way that helps them understand how I believe in it. (laughs) It's now it's getting really complicated, Monica. I thought I was scared. Well, I mean, in some ways, this should be comforting because now you can see like this is all laid out. Of course, you're scared. Of course. I know, but I don't want to be. Yeah, you're ready now. You're ready to override that. And that's why like I'm wanting to continue in that conversation of like, how do we help you with this? Because you are at the point where your values and the wanting to be seen. Mm-hmm. Is outweighing the fear. Yeah. But you don't have the practice right. of actually doing it. Yeah. And that first attempt didn't go so well. So now you also have this like seeming proof that you're bad at it. Right. But really, it was just a first timer. And, and yeah, that's a skill. Yeah. Yes. And I do feel like if I put myself in an imaginary scenario where I am going to be opening up or willing to, risk rejection yeah I feel like it's selfish now I'm feeling like I'm being selfish Mm. if I put myself out there rather than just let my certain family member or my certain friend go along with the status quo I think that's hard I I can look at it from a from different viewpoints but but when I'm looking at it I'm like yeah I just feel selfish then if I were to say that to you what would you say to me I I would say that it probably does feel selfish, but it doesn't have to be selfish. Yes. Yeah, you can feel that way. But in the end, the selfish thing to do is to not be your authentic self around people, especially the ones that you'll have in your life for a long time. And it's having more faith in yourself. Like, I can do this in a wise way and I can disagree with someone in a way that is still in alignment with who I am. Yeah. I can share a strong opinion without making it all about me or suddenly bringing up the 20 p- 
page thesis, like I recently read on it or that I wrote in my mind about it. That right. You don't have to take up all the space to take up mm. space. Right. Okay. And then the other thought that I had was that I can practice repairing with people, right? Like if I actually Huge. Do, yes. You know, if something does go super wrong, that I can practice with that. And if if they aren't willing to stick around for an apology that's heartfelt and real, then maybe they're just not for me. I feel like maybe I, I'm out of practice speaking up, but I'm also out of practice repairing because yes. that that's just that's just going to happen. And and I feel like, you know, certain people in my life, like we do a bazillion repairs every day. Right. Yep. But but when you go to this like next outside circle, mm-hmm. that's tougher. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So as we've been talking, I think we've gotten to some big roots that really matter. You know, it's a fear of rejection. It's a fear of not being known. It's a fear of taking up too much space of being selfish. That's a fear of, of not doing it well. Lots of fears at play. And let's again validate. No wonder why this has been hard for you. Mm. And this is your ego's doing its job. And, and totally. one of the things I like to do with my coaching clients is just say like, oh, that sweet little ego. It's just trying to do its job. It's trying to protect you. And it's right. going to throw out every fear possible when it's easier for it to have that status quo, because that means you're safe. You're safe, right. but you're also stuck. And you are ready to be in that discomfort zone of challenging the fears that your ego is going to bring up to protect you, of pressuring yourself against those in ways that feel in more alignment with the deeper you, the real you, the one that has these values that that are now ready to override the discomfort and the fear. Mm-hmm. So with that all being said, I, I kind of have some steps that I think would be helpful from here. Okay. But if it's okay if I throw these out to you and then you can decide like that's really resonating with me and that feels right to me or not so much that one and that's all okay. Okay. Um, and I think the first thing is to acknowledge that this isn't going to be comfortable or easy. Mm-hmm. And and also it's going to be messy. Yeah. So it's not going to be comfortable or easy and it will be messy. Just know that. Okay. Just embrace that this is how it's going to feel. No. <laughs> okay then we're done here (laughs) how we go i'll just treat it like my house monica it'll be fine (laughs) we'll we'll do one step at a time and i I have a good way of i'm thinking about where we can start just so you know too so just one just like say yes this is hard Mm -hmm. and that's okay that it's going to be hard the second thing is to narrow in on does this outweigh the fear does my value or my relationship with this person outweigh the fear of doing this wrong or rejection or taking up space. Okay. So in the moment, try to think about that. Does my value and this my relationship with this person, does it outweigh the fear I have of speaking? Okay. And then you'll know to speak up. Right. And then with that, here's what I'm thinking of. I think the skill set might help you in some way of having some great sentence starters. Oh, yeah. That help you feel bold enough to speak up, but but in alignment enough where you're not doing it in a way that's not you either. Where you're just like, okay. I think this and you were wrong. Yeah. And, you know, or, yeah. and, and that's not you anyway. I know you're wiser than that, but having like a few in your back pocket that you can always say, I used to feel that way. But mm. then this happened to me or I read this article that was so interesting. Right. No, So you kind of have those sentence starters that help you 
break into it without having to do so in ways that feel completely outside of your comfort zone. We're just trying to stretch it a little bit. And that's as far as you can maybe have to go for these first couple conversations is just beginning with the kind of that curiosity kind of led conversation starter or sentence starter. As part of that, maybe one of your sentence starters is just being transparent about how you're scared to share this. Okay. Like, I'm probably going to mess up how I say this, or I don't have this idea totally figured out in my head, but let me verbally process for a sec. This is going to be messy. Okay. Or this one's a really scary topic for me to speak on. So know that as I'm just going to share with you where I'm at with this. Okay. And that, that. it kind of goes back to that first thing. Like when you would embrace, this is going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be messy, but being able to lead that with a conversation, just like show like I'm, I'm human and I'm not going to say this perfectly, but that also will somehow give you that courage to speak up more and also them the grace to listen. Okay. To see the human behind the thought that might challenge their own thoughts. Right. And then as I wouldn't say the backlash happens. I would not expect that it's always going to be backlash, but I would say as it plays out, I want you to have the inner strength to speak back to yourself. And when I'm talking about yourself, I'm talking about the ego side of you. That's going to be like, oh, you really messed that up. Or like, oh, there you go, Candace. There you're the know-it-all again. Or whoa, you were very incoherent. Like, Or just like, you're like, they hate me. They hate me. They hate me. You know, like, or I messed it up. It's all for nothing. You have to challenge that thought, especially that you had with your friend. Like it's all for nothing. Speak back to that self and work on shifting it to trust. Trust in one, that it was worth it to you anyway, because the relationship or the value outweighed the fear. Two, trust that you know that you can build the skill set of speaking up over time, that it's not going to happen the first or 10 times or more perfectly. Right. And also trust that you have the ability to repair because you're trusting the relationship that you have with that person as much as they are able, because there will be people who still will not want to hear it and relationships may change. Yeah. But not all of them. Mm -hmm. And it would probably be pretty rare, especially as you're building up that skill set of being able to do that in a way that is both transparent and loving, but also bold. Right. So those are my thoughts. And one of the ways I think you could start is having kind of a repair conversation with that friend. Maybe you'll find that you were reading that reaction from them wrong, or maybe you were right and they appreciate that you've come to them. And now you can just talk about that. And you don't even have to have the conversation about the conversation, the topic again. Right. But you can show what it means to be in relationship with someone who similarly has the same fears at play. Right. And that you are there to just accept them for who they are. Fears and all. Mm -hmm. And it can start with the same thing. Does my relationship with this person outweigh my fear of this repair conversation going well? Yes, it does. Can I speak with a sentence starter that is more transparent? Like, I'm really nervous, but I just can't not have this conversation with you. When I spoke up, I felt like I hurt you in this way, or I could Mm -hmm. tell that it made you feel uncomfortable. I didn't intend for that. I'm grateful that you gave me some space to share an important part of me. And I just want you to know that I'm fine with 
whatever part of you you felt like I was not appreciating, you know, just that transparency. Yeah. Part. And then speak back to yourself when that those fears come up and, and build up that inner trust of I will know what to do. I can handle this with love. Even if I fumble through my words, I can always come back to trusting that I will know how to work again on repair with them or right. trying, at least trying. Right. Well, I'm writing. That's why I'm so quiet. <laughs> um, I'm trying to write all this down. And I just, I feel like to anybody listening who has the same issue, I can't imagine the difference we would make in the world if mm-hmm. all of us could wake up and be able to do these steps. Because we would probably not say some things that we shouldn't say. Yeah. And we would definitely say more things that we should. Yes. Um, and so I'm just sitting here kind of contemplating the magnitude that if if all of us really did this, it would really, really be a cool world. It, and again, like this is one of those times where I need to better practice what I preach, at least in certain scenarios. There are some that I feel like I've had a lot of practice for some reason. I was voted as the person to have the hard conversations with the roommates or the hard coworker or well, I know exactly why you voted. <laughs> I'd vote for you too any day well, on that one. I will say I have a lot of practice with those kind of scenarios, but with yeah. my most intimate family members, no, I'm right there with you, like kind of sinking in the deep water. I'm just being like, nope, let's just zip it. Zip it. Status quo is the way to go. Yeah. It's not. That's a lie. Like sometimes it is the way to go. Yeah. And other times it really isn't. I really the the trust part. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, whether or not we say something, we have to we have to be able to trust in ourselves mm-hmm. and we have to be able to trust that the relationships that we're working towards or living in or with that that they're they're here for us for a reason. Yes. And so and trust that it's okay that it's a mess too and you still yes did the right thing. Right. I didn't it didn't play out really well like a textbook or exactly like Monica thought it would when that didn't happen in that order. But I can trust that it was worth it to me. I can trust that that was the right decision for me to at least right. try. Right. And and I I think that trust is actually, if I'm zooming out on this issue. It's a big one. I mean, rejection yeah. is the op- basically the opposite of trust, right? Yes. And so to be feeding myself to my own ego, tr- a message of trust. Yes. That will help overall with this fear of rejection. You're a genius. Well, well <laughs> I don't only know how you did moment, it. Only in this moment and with you. But <laughs> but no, like I said, this is something I too am going to similarly practice with some areas I have felt similarly pushed to. Yeah, well, good. Speak up better. And this, Let's and, all do it together. And I'll say one more thing, Candace, when we're about to open that mouth and it's like, oh crap, here it goes. What I'm going to do is take a deep breath first. And I know you know about the deep breath and you talk about this too. And and you, we've talked about it together. Just just take that deep breath first and ground yourself in that self-trust and and just knowing that this is worth it. And 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 I will be able to figure it out. It's going to be okay, even if it's not in the moment. So that's how I'm going to start. That deep breath. I'll do it too, Monica. Okay. Great suggestion. We're in this together. Well, you got this. I want to hear from you how it all goes. So make sure you check in with me. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for this. That was an awesome conversation and such a good reminder for all of us. So thank you very much. You're so welcome. Thank you.
I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants you need to grow. I'll now share the progress pointers from this episode. These are the notes I took so you don't have to. And those on my newsletter get them in a graphic form each week. You can sign up at aboutprogress.com newsletter. Number one, there's often a deeper fear behind our surface fear. When it comes to speaking up, how does fear of rejection of self lead to you being afraid to share? Number two, the goal shouldn't be to always speak up. It should be more about centering centering yourself and why speaking up matters to you for this particular moment, relationship, topic, and more, and how to do so in a way where you are firmly grounded in yourself and in alignment with your values. Number three, your ego's job is to keep you safe in what is known, but safe can sometimes be a different word for stuck. Pay attention to the fears your sweet little ego is projecting in the pursuit of keeping you safe. Number four, Acknowledge that learning to speak up more will not be comfortable or easy. It will be messy. Anchor into knowing how what matters to you outweighs your fears. Speak up, use sentence starters, and be transparent. Number five, above all, practice trust in yourself, that you can know when to speak up and how, that you can repair where needed, that you can try again, that your values and relationships are worth the mess learning the skill set may require of you. I really love this episode. Candace was so kind to report back to me that she had a few great experiences that were, yes, messy, but still good overall, and that she wishes she had done this sooner. So I want to encourage you, give you that little kick in the pants we talk about here, to try. That's your do something challenge for this week. Try speaking up in one small way when it matters to you. That way, we're not just blasting our our thoughts all over the place and and foaming around in ways that are scary, but more about this discomfort zone of stretching and leaning in where it's a little bit messy, a little bit scary, but not so much that uh, we're going to have a really bad experience. So when you do that, make sure you share it with me. You can email me at hello at aboutprogress.com or you can message me on Instagram. I love to hear how it's going. And I also pull from these submissions and spotlight our progressors a couple times a month in our shorter episodes that get released on Thursdays. If you want to go above and beyond, please share this episode with a friend and leave a rating and review, especially in Apple Podcasts and iTunes. It helps so much. Thank you for listening. Now go and do something with what you learned today. Thank you so much for being here. Now go and do something with what you did.